You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and check us out online at beardedtheologians.com. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. Uh, this week on the Bearded Theologians, we're going to, um, we've been, in the summer, we've been really uh, good at staying on the lectionary, and we've been having a fun time doing that and having great conversations about just whatever it is is in the lectionary that week. Um, and we decided that, like, for the next few weeks, we'll be looking um, through the book of Ephesians. And so those of you that are preaching uh, and you need some context, to, something to talk about, and it's Friday afternoon and you're listening to our podcast, uh, <laughs> please feel free to cite us in your sermons. Uh, right. <laughs> but, uh, so this week, uh, we're looking at Ephesians, and we're looking at Ephesians chapter uh, 1. Uh, so, Zach, as, as you read through that, and I think it's verses uh, 3 through uh 14 uh right. this week's lectionary reading and so um, as you look through that what what were some things that that stuck out to you well you know just to give a little context on this letter to the ephesians the the, the church in ephesus is is a long-standing uh church uh if you go back in history uh christian history you see uh you see this church and this the city pop up often uh, and so they're a fairly strong church and uh, fairly important into early, early Christian history. And so when we sit down and read this letter, um, a lot kind of pops out, you know, there's a lot of foundation and groundwork of, okay, here's, here's what's up, you know, um, and it's all about the body of Christ. It's all about unity. It's all about being together. This whole, uh, this whole chapter, it's all about what it means, or this whole book is all about what it means to be the church in the world. And, and so for, for a letter like this to come to Ephesus, to the Ephesians, uh, is huge in, in knowing that, hey, you guys are leaders, uh, not only leaders in your community, but leaders here in the, the Christian church. Uh, people are looking at you. And, and so there's a lot of encouragement here. And, and what I love is when we get down into, um, in the first chapter, in verse 6, the foundational piece here. Uh, so we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out onto us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with blood and the son and forgave our sins. Uh, he showered, showered us with kindness uh, along with all wisdom and understanding. And, and I love that. I mean, just that foundation of grace through Christ uh, is huge for these people. And it's it's huge for us today of, here's where we are. It's, it's about grace. It's about this love of God that, that we are here. Well, it's funny. So like, um, I don't, what translation are you using? Uh, that was the new living. Okay. So the new living phrases like that, that, that last little part there on forgiveness, I want to read to you what the common English says. Mm -hmm. uh, it says, uh, we have forgiveness for our failures based on his overflowing grace. Mm, I, I like, like that. that I like that a lot too. Matter of fact, I, I did the sermon series a while back and I used the CEV and yeah. I focused a lot on that. Well, and I think that, you know, um, there's a reason why I like that. I, I think that when we think of sin, sin is not failure. Um, right. It's failure to be connected to God. Yes. Right. And, and there are times when sin does equal failure, but like not all failure is sin. Right. And, right. and we live in this culture that if you fail, you're a horrible person. I don't, 
I think we should learn and grow from our, our sins, mm-hmm. our failures. Uh, sorry. I'm yeah. so caught up in the, in the, in the wording. Um, but you know, um, you know, verse 12 uh, for me is what stuck out. We are called to mm-hmm. be an honor to God's glory because we are the first hope in Christ, yeah. uh, first to hope in Christ. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just think when I, when I read through this this week and thinking about um, if I were preaching this, what would, what I'm not preaching this this week. If I were preaching this, what would I, what would I want to, what's the spirit speaking into me? Um, mm-hmm. I think the big thing for me in this is that, um, God has a hold on you, whether you recognize it or not. Yeah. And, and we call that, you know, Methodists, we call that the pervenient grace and, and, um, and that, and that God loves you and, and cares for you and, and wants you to be connected to God and, and connected to others. Um, and, and that, you know, the, the real deal is having a, a solid relationship with those. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, we are called, um, and the answer is, do we answer? I mean, I think right. that that's the thing is that, um, we are called to participate in the life and the faith. Um, the real answer is, is do we answer? Right. No, and, and, and that's exactly right. I mean, if we're looking here to be the body of Christ, if, if, if we're finding God's grace, you know, this pervenient grace uh, at work in our lives, I mean, that's, that's huge. And, and we don't have to go so far to find it. It's, it's there um, for all people. Because like, like you said in verse 12, you get to 13, and, it's, and now you Gentiles have also heard. It, this is for all people. You know, not just for the Jews, not just for the Gentiles, but everyone. And uh, I think sometimes we have a hard time with that. Um, we, we tend to look at grace as, oh, it's for us, you know, uh, and we, we run that fine line of excluding. Well, I think in, in here, if you, if you back up a little bit, you, you can get, uh, you know, if you're preaching this and you want to like be super technical and super <laughs> preachy, um, you could actually break into some atonement theory uh, sure. in this um, because there's there's a few that we could draw out. And, you know, as I look at this, like, man, you know, this would be a good time to talk about atonement. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is a good verse to, to, to look at atonement. And what what does it mean? We, you know, what does Jesus' death on the cross mean for us? I mean, that's a, that's a solid conversation. Uh, you know, right. we, could, we could have multiple podcasts. We could actually almost do a podcast for each atonement theory and, 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 figure, <laughs> and try to pick those out. Yeah, um, we probably won't ever do that unless we really have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think I think far too often in, in the faith that we get so caught up on the technical that we forget that it's spiritual. Right. And that sometimes we have to live off of faith. There are sometimes we just have to trust that God is in control. And I think far too often we want to be too technical about it mm-hmm. and, and we want it to be lined up. You know, you have to have all your dots in the line and then, and then we know that this will happen because, you know, that's just the way that we think it's always going to occur. But what if it doesn't? And what if it like, what if it changes or what if something like, you know, isn't the way that we were hoping it to. And um, you know, how do we respond to that? You know, God responds to us not acting uh, in how we're supposed to with grace and saying, you know, Hey, I want you to do better next time. I want you, you know, to improve. I want you to refocus, recenter, um, you know, repent. If we want to be biblically technical, uh, you know, repent and, and come back to me. And, and I think sometimes we just forget that it's almost that easy. It really is that easy. In my opinion, it's just hard 
because we want to have like this higher standard and this right. higher ethic. And, um, you know, I think far too often we forget it's really, is it's easier than we make it out to be. Right. And, and, and that's the thing that I think that we fall into with all of this, uh, especially with, with grace and, and just our, our faith. We, we try to find it in the technical into these pieces that we can understand that are tangible. And in reality, faith, you know, it, it comes from hope. You know, this, this, this hope comes from our faith that says, hey, this is going to be messy. You know, we may not understand A to B, but we'll get there. You know, we may zig and zag and turn, and, and but grace is there. And we've got to have hope in all of that rather than saying, I need a plan. I got to have this, this, and this, this structure um, so that I know what's going on. Um, there's not a lot of faith there in that. Faith, faith comes from that unknown of, hey, God's grace is here. It's going to be okay. It's going to be messy. And we're going to pick up and go. And, um, but we have a hard time with that as people. Well, I, so when I take mission trips, I, I use this statement called, I say, you know, blessed are the flexible for they bend. Yes. Yep. Um, and I, it's kind of a play on, for those of you that aren't familiar with the Beatitudes uh, mm -hmm. and, and the Beatitudes. Um, because I really think that that's what God is trying to get us to do is understand that oh, sometimes sure. there are some things that we can be in control of. How we treat other people, we are in complete control of that. Mm -hmm. We can't control how others treat us, but we can, right. our response is key. You know, uh, in acts of injustice, you know, I have no problem with people rioting and, and, and protesting in a peaceful manner, you know, that sure. are calling attention to all these things, you know, I've enjoyed reading and, and seeing all these protests that we've had because there are people that feel like that there is a response that needs to happen and that right. this is the only way to happen. And, and that, you know, we need to respond. And, um, you know, I, it, we live in a time where we need to be doing that and, right. and raising, you know, the fact that there are some injustices that we need to speak truth to power on. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that the more we open ourselves up, to that, the more one, I think that we lead ourselves with the Holy Spirit of God, share, you know, pushing us and stretching us. Mm -hmm. uh, and that little line, the Holy Spirit is the down payment of our inheritance, which is applied towards the redemption of God's people, God's own people, resulting in the honor of God's glory. You mm -hmm. know, I think of the Holy Spirit and how we respond to it. You know, right. there's a lot of times we say yes, and a lot of times we, even when God is nudging us and pulling us and we say no. And I, I have a hard time with that. I, I really right. wish people would live more into the spirit and right. allow God to be in control of their, of their lives. Cause it would be, it would make a difference. It does make a difference in, and it makes a difference in like you say, how we treat people, um, how we react to how people treat us, how we respond to this world. Um, and I think the thing we forget a, a lot is that we are united, right? Um, that, you know, there's plenty of different ideas and thoughts and denominations and theologies, but at the end of the day, Christ unites us. And um, we forget that a lot. And we divide ourselves um, and, and not allow the Holy Spirit to work through that unity that we find in Christ. Uh, instead, we want to we wanna pick and choose and, and pick at each other and, and not let faith take hold of that hope that we have. <laughs> at least that hope that we hope we have right um well and maybe that's a challenge this week um that we challenge you all to um 
uh, you know, this week we, we, you know, we, we try to leave off you off with a challenge to push you and, and, and to help you grow in your faith. What if our challenge for this week is what would it take? What would it look like? What would your life look like if you were, more, if you were led by the spirit, mm. you're grounded in prayer and scripture and um, reason and experience uh, and tradition and, uh, and then see where the Holy Spirit's leading you. How, how do you think God will work through you? Uh, that would be a good challenge. I like that for this week. And so, uh, for the bearded theologians, um, we have all sorts of great stuff on our website. And you know, feel free to go pick up a coffee mug or a T-shirt. Or um, you know, we still have yet to have anybody uh, give us a really good five-star rating with a fun, funny little Come post. On. Uh, you know, uh, Jerry Hershus, we're calling you out because we know you. <laughs> do it. Uh, write us a funny post if you're listening. That's, that's a big assumption that Jerry's listening. <laughs> I mean, I, my wife doesn't even listen to this. So I know, I, right? <laughs> maybe he will listen. Um, but, you know, we want to encourage you to, you know, share us um, and like us and all that good stuff and be in conversation with us as we continue. Uh, next week, we'll be looking at uh, Ephesians 2, and so we encourage you to, to looking forward to that. And uh, So for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtel. Thanks for checking us out. We hope you've enjoyed the conversations that we've had today on the Bearded Theologians Beardcast, and we'd encourage you to continue those conversations online at beardedtheologians.com or on our Facebook page. We also hope that you pick up a couple of coffee mugs to uh, satisfy your coffee mug collection. Have a good day.